This is Bright and Bubbly with Tori and Elizabeth. Welcome to Enneagram Part 3. We have been going on this adventure of Enneagram and we don't want to take, you know, all your listening time to just talk about the Enneagram, but we do want to sit in it just a little longer. Um, Tori and I were discussing how do we want to go about Part 3 and Tori was like, let's get a guest on. Well, I was like, okay, sure. So we thought of different names. I thought of my sister. We thought of a friend of ours. Yep. Well, we're recording and we don't have either one of those people that came to our (laughs) mind. (laughs) But, you know, that's all right because we roll with the punches and here we are. Just us and yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, let's pause right there. It is not just us. We're going to have just a quick little cameo. So while I'm here, I'm recording with Tori. Um, one of our greatest and bestest friends ever happens to be here getting a cat. Yes, it's uh, it's like the perfect storm. Today, you're here. We're giving a cat away to a good home. And so, uh, yeah, so. So, uh, bestest friend ever, you want to come and say hi to the mic? And introduce Hello. yourself. I am the friend named Jessica Dornfried. <laughs> Yay! And we're so glad that Jessie could, or I call her Jesta, could um, just sit and pet a cat while she listens to us record this awesome, hopefully awesome, podcast about the Enneagram. Yes, and gets to kind of see a little bit of behind the scenes of how we do things. Yes, so, and our setup and all the craziness that it takes to just come and have some time with you as listeners and Tori and I just talking. So we're going to go back into the Enneagram now that we took a short little detour. Um, And the cool thing is, is actually Jesta is a Enneagram number nine. So it's cool to have someone else Mm -hmm. other than just the the two and the seven present right now. Um, But we were talking before we started recording about something that would be great to learn about. And I think knowing and hearing a little bit more about what happens to each number when they're in stress or in growth. Yes. Um, that's a huge part of the Enneagram and um, something that I, I want to dive into because the first podcast, I totally got your numbers wrong, Tori. I talked about how you, yes. I, I flopped, flopped them. them. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about you and that dynamic of where you stress and where you grow. If you if you know. So what it is, is Tori is a an Enneagram 2. Yes. And so she stresses to an 8 and, and she I grows grow to, to a, a four. 4. Do you see that in your life? Um. So that was like one of the things where I like originally parked at with the Enneagram. So I liked knowing where I went in stress and where I went in growth. Um. And yes, because the 4 is what? The feeler. Yeah. And so romantic. Yeah. Individual romantic individualist. Um, And so when I am in areas of growth, then I can kind of um, claim or like talk out my feelings and be like, okay, I'm feeling this way. This is how I'm doing. So I know that. And then when I'm in stress, I would say that I don't know if I know it so much. Sometimes I I can kind of I know. I guess when I am in stress, I'm like, I'm stressed and I feel this way, but I like to say, you're able to feel this way and then kind of like talk about the feelings of being stressed and like, okay, so you're stressed about this. What can we do about this mm-hmm. right now? And then like trying to um, turn it into an area of growth. 
instead of kind of just like going down, 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 stress. You know what I mean? I try to like pick it up so I can grow. But I, I would say that like I do like the Enneagram because it does say the areas of stress and the areas of growth. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. I like about it. So as like a two going to the eight, do you find that in stress that you're a little more maybe forthright and like a little more um... – I wouldn't say the word aggressive, but like a little, maybe even a little more demanding or know what you want to say or like say it like strong. That's a good question. Um, Because I know that like yeah. stress hits us in different ways, mm-hmm. but that just tends to be something I have seen with like twos going to the eight mm-hmm. is they kind of can like, if they're making decisions or if things are going on, they can really become a boss. Not like, yeah. oh, they're bossy, but they can just take charge because it's like a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. I would say that it's so interesting because I wouldn't, I like, I think of like a couple examples, but I wouldn't say it was like in times of stress. It was just t- in times where like no one could make a decision. So I was just like, Ooh. yeah, let's go to this restaurant or let's take this exit or, or whatever it was. But like, I, it's just. I don't know, maybe it was in times of stress, but, and I wasn't like, we need to do this, but I was like, okay, guys, I can, I can do this for us. Or like if I, you know, for work, if I have to kind of lead, I don't like to lead or like be that voice, but yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it's in times of stress. Well, and I found for me when it comes to stress, I don't always know that I'm actually in stress. Yeah. Like to know the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I can do is I can watch my my actions and then go oh that's why you did that that was the motivation and and it's okay if you don't see that pattern mm-hmm. it's just something that I was like oh curious to see because I know for me when I'm stressing to a one mm-hmm. what that looks like for me is the most randomest things where like someone else may not know that I'm stressed but I'll notice that I wash the same window like three times in a day or I will go and like <laughs> I will specifically go into my calendar and look at my calendar and go, this isn't organized. Like, I'm missing things. I did this event and this event the last two days, and it's not in my calendar. And, like, I write everything, and then I go, oh, and you forgot this fact, and just fill it out, like, completely and make sure that it's, like, done right. And that when I look at it, it doesn't have scribbles. It's whited out. Like, it looks really good. And then I look back and go, oh, you were totally stressing because you don't even care what your calendar looks like (laughs) on a regular basis. But because I went to that. So it's not always even a negative thing. It Mm -hmm. can be used as a positive. I just can see that tendency come out. I remember when I was teaching theater a couple years ago, um, I saw this pattern of stress because I would go into the sound booth while the kids had break. Of course, I had other uh, uh, supervision. I would go into the sound booth and I would vacuum it. (laughs) And I was like, why am I vacuuming the sound booth? Um, It was like shag carpet. It's really old. And uh, no one vacuums it the whole year. It's really bad. Where where we do our performances. And or maybe they do and they just it looks terrible. Okay. So I go and I vacuumed and I did it like three years in a row. And once I found out once I found out about the Enneagram, I realized what I had been doing was when in my stress, I went and I cleaned and I vacuumed the sound booth and everything. And I would leave like feeling so accomplished. That is so funny. And then walk back into the chaos of theater. 
I love that. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. Yeah. So that's not even, like, a factual thing, though. Like, that's not, like, the Enneagram tells you, hey, yeah, seven stress to a one. Like, that's a personal figuring out how I stress. And mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate that. Because when I went back this week and I looked at The Path Between Us by Susan Stabile, there was some things in the book when I went and read about my number mm-hmm. that I didn't really like hearing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no wonder Tori talked about in episode one about like how sometimes it puts us in a box and things like that. And I realized like I like the concepts of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So last time in part two of the Enneagram, we talked about the core fear, the core desire, self-image, core weakness, and the message you long to hear. And I feel like if there's anything that you can take from the Enneagram, it would be those things and not always the restrictions of you are this mm-hmm. because you may not be. And that's okay. Um, Tori, you're not a normal two because you were raised by someone who isn't a two. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not a normal seven because I'm not raised by a seven. Like, we're not pure just that number because our parents and and our siblings will really have an effect upon us. And I know that I mentioned that before, but it's become very clear to me that when I was reading about my number, I was like, no, I don't deal with insensitivity the same way because I have a two as a mom oh no I know actually how to have peace because I have my sister who I grew up with who is that peacemaker oh that's right I actually can go and think more because I have that sister that's the the five and so someone else that's listening you could be a one and you could say that you're not just a straight up one because you have these people in your life or you could be a four and you're like, wait, I'm not just creative. I actually pay attention to time. And Oh, I, I do think because of this person in my life. Um, and I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It makes it really I think cool. of it like we're like little buckets and like, you know, we may have like the number of our bucket. That's our like main one, but we have other people like pouring in their numbers into our bucket as well. Yeah. So it's not like we're just a number two for a bucket. Like I'm splashing out. <laughs> Whatever, you know, number may be with my friend group or my mom or my brother or my sisters, you know. I love that word picture. That's a really good word picture. And then, of course, going back to the growths and the strength, depending on what you're leaning on, you Mm -hmm. look more like something else. Because truly, I said this before, and I know I keep on saying that statement, but I want you to know that I know that I say this a lot, is that the world will have us look like the best number that we are. Mm -hmm. But... As believers, as someone who's growing even, we should be looking like all the numbers and we should be looking out beyond just us. And that's where that compassion comes in. And that's where this becomes such a great tool Mm -hmm. because it It helps me have compassion and understanding, you know, for different people around us. Yeah. What number do you grow to? Um, I grow to a five. Okay. Yeah. So the opposite of that, like one in stress, I still sometimes have to actually sit and go, are you growing? Where did it come up in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you keep on moving, you won't pay attention to what's actually happening around you sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, I grow to a five. And I, I see it at times. When someone um, is planning an event, mm-hmm. I will, like, be able to sit down if I really want to. I can sit down and be very analytical and think out all the possibilities and come alongside you and go, okay, hey, I did the research for this, this, and this. Like, I helped a friend uh, plan a wedding like three or four years ago, and um, 
it was the most fun that I had because like I got to sit down and got to search, you know, wedding dresses and decor and all these things. And it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. And it was me going to that five rather than, you know, like the, what I normally am as a seven. So it was research. Mm -hmm. I think like when you saying that, I think of like our podcast and how it started. Cause I was just like, yeah, let's just start a podcast. And then like you come back and you're like, well, I have this website and that website and all these things. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I just said, let's start a podcast, and you got with all of these ideas, so way to grow. <laughs> well, and I think it was also because it, it was exciting. Yes, yeah. It was exciting to be able to do that, yeah. So, good, yeah, that's cool, because you can call it out on people. Yeah. You can tell when they are. And then um, there is another website that we haven't talked about. It's called the Enneagram Institute. Um, that's actually yes. one of the places that I looked up information right away when I was learning about the Enneagram, but I find that they're a little new agey at times and I don't agree with all of their material. So it's not my first recommendation, but what they have as a resource that I do like is they have a whole breakdown of all the numbers and in the breakdown, they talk about the nine levels of health. So not talking about number, but actually nine levels of health where it will break down. Let's say we're going to go and look at a three. Mm -hmm. You could see level one all the way to nine of healthy and unhealthy. And it will walk you through what you may see coming out of them. And so it goes back to that like weakness and um, those areas in the other material that we've read before that like when a certain number goes to a really deep place these are the tendencies that will come out of them like there's one that specifically is more susceptible to suicidal thoughts because when they're so so um unhealthy Mm -hmm. um there's another one where it becomes they become more narcissistic there's another Mm -hmm. one like these are those icky not good stuff but what it does is By looking at what the Enneagram Institute has put out, you can see even where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's encouraging and sometimes it's discouraging because you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm right smack dab in the middle. I could be going either way today. (laughs) Like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so it's but that's another resource that was helpful. And then there's some places where you can actually get. Um, some understanding for relationships. So not just Mm -hmm. like um, opposite gender, but like friendships as well, where the Enneagram Institute has that. And then even Susan Stabile's book, The Path Between Us has that, where it talks about just in relationship, what this person will look like or what you can do to help them. Um, And that becomes great because then you're looking outside of you and you're helping others. That is awesome. I think that with, you know, us talking about the Enneagram, I, I've loved talking about it because we did have different opinions about it. And so now, you know, as we like round the corner and like are ending this little mini three part series, I am gonna take away a couple of things and like, you know, really realize that like, it's not a box and I can still like use it as a tool Um, And I loved seeing your passion for it and your love for it. Uh, Like I said, you're our Enya expert on the podcast. So (laughs) um, I I just I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed learning more about it. And I hope um, our listeners, you have enjoyed listening about it and have like some great resources to kind of like springboard you into your own Enneagram journey. 
And you would be surprised that you'll find that you're actually drawn to people or material that speaks to your number and you don't even have a clue. Or you'll be able to read or listen um, listen to music or read a, um, a book and you'll find out that like, it spoke to you so much and then like hindsight, they have the same number as you or something like that. <laughs> I've had that happen a couple times where like I will straight up go, this is written for me. This is written for a seven because they're they're avoiding pain in this song. <laughs> or or I know that like my sister Emily being a nine has told me like this song right here spoke to her. Or Danielle has had songs that have really just reached out to them. Um, and then like there's books that are like, I don't know if this has happened to you, Tori, but I read a book and I was like, oh my goodness, this book is amazing. I could do this. <laughs> well, come to find out the author was someone who identified as the same number as me and I was like that's very true like I actually could do what that person did because I have some of the same motivations and inklings and desires and even motivation Mm -hmm. and it was really cool because it inspired me yeah so I think as a listener I would encourage you um not having to you know go and search for books that are written by a four books that are written by a two books that are written by an eight But you'd be surprised. Some of the things that you'll find are going to be what you are, you're needing in your life. And it's awesome. So our verse today uh, is found in 2 Samuel 22, verse 17. And as I was reading um, and going over my devotions in the morning, this just stuck out to me. So I hope it um, encourages you. It says, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. And I just love, because I know we've mentioned on the podcast before, like God is always reaching down to us. Mm. And I loved that this verse really just, again, reminded me that God is reaching down and pulling me out of the deep waters. And I have just come off of like a 30-day little rest time with the Lord And it has truly been amazing. And so looking at that, I'm like, God, that's what you did. You reached down and you pulled me out of those deep waters. Um, And so I just I just had to stop and say, "Okay, this is a verse that I want to stick on my mirror and in my car so I can remember that. That is beautiful. I like that verse a lot. I love that you're still, you know, trudging on and continuously reading and then also studying in Second Samuel because that's Mm -hmm. beautiful, too. Yes. So what has been bright and bubbly in your life? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm just going to jump right to bubbly. Um, The bubbly thing is that we've had Jessica sitting next to us the whole entire (laughs) recording. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just fun to have someone else in the room with us and just sitting and being a part of that, which is great. And then I'd have to say that my bright, um, encouraging thing would have to be, and I, um, just some great Christian music that I've been listening to recently. There's been some worship songs that I've just really been able just to sit in and enjoy recently. And um, last night I watched like an award show and I was just so encouraged by the artists and music and being reminded of the importance of it. So that was really encouraging. That's awesome. What about you? I would say for me, shout out to my sister Erin for, um, encouraging me this week and not in the way you may think I love when we FaceTime each other and so with me going back to work and she's been back to work it's kind of been like hit or miss but she's really made it a point every day to FaceTime me and I'm just like Erin thank you so much so thank you Erin for FaceTiming and making it like 
a point. Not all the time am I able to answer because like tutoring and things like that, but I'm just like, oh, thanks, Aaron, for like thinking of me. And and then I get to see your dog, which is awesome because I love him. (laughs) And then my bubbly was I got to uh, hang out with friends last night and help with their house. And uh, one of my friends just moved. And so she's setting up furniture and it was great. We set up Ikea dressers and chairs. And then at one point I sat on the couch and was just giving a play by play of high school musical so (laughs) so you know it was just it was just so much fun but yeah wow those sound like some great bright and bubbly things well we hope that you are also having some bright and bubbly in your life and um we will hope that you'll just turn in and tune in and come back again (laughs) yes go out be blessed encourage somebody thanks bye